You might have a mom, she might be the bomb But ain't nobody got a mom like mine Her love's till the end, she's my best friend Ain't nobody got a mom like mine Welcome to Teaching My Mother ABA Where we put a unique spin on teaching ABA By using pop cultural references and real life stories So sit back, relax, and enjoy the shit show we call life And I'm actually just going to really sit and enjoy this because I think it's going to be the Alicia and Anissa show. <laughs> so the funny thing about Alicia is like you meet those people where immediately it's like just there was I don't know, Alicia, if there was like a nice period where we were like friendly, gentle, gentle talking. <laughs> I think we're friendly. <laughs> like my friendly to other so my friendly if I really like you like I'm probably not as nice as I should be is that kind of <laughs> I think you just explained my whole life in a nutshell right there <laughs> I'm just saying like I appreciate people that have really good sense of humor I appreciate dry sense of humor like Alicia I spend a lot of my time trying to figure out if she's serious or not and then I just decide she's kidding because it's just much easier for me not to like cry in a corner which I appreciate but okay anyway <laughs> the pop, pop culture quote reference is because of our topic today is you can't make a half sandwich it's not a half or a whole sandwich it's just a small sandwich so it's agreeing on what things should be called. Is it a half sandwich? Is it a whole sandwich? Is it a small well, sandwich? Well, I mean, did you cut it in half? I feel like that's half. I don't know. Who said that? that? What? What's that from? Sheldon Cooper. <laughs> <laughs> so there's probably a chart with a sandwich on oh that episode God. where he probably like. <laughs> they are correct. Yeah, so it's, that goes perfect. Yeah, and I do feel like this the group of people that we work with is kind of like that group, only not whatever. They're like physicists and things, but like I feel like the when when a bunch of ABA people get together, they like sit around and talk about things that are probably not as nerdy. relevant. Yeah, nerdy, nerdy very nerdy. There's a yeah. there's a chart and some markers and. <laughs> Alicia and I get called names all the time. I know. Okay. So let's, would you like to introduce, let's hear your introduction. So so first let's, our topic is IOA. (laughs) So inner observable agreement, which should be interesting today. And our special guest is Alicia, (laughs) who is our director of clinical services. And I have been working with her for, has it been six years? I think six. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, six years. So go ahead and give us your spiel and then we'll decide if it's true or not. (laughs) And let me first let me say I am so excited, Alicia, to have you here. When I saw that you were a guest, I was I couldn't even like control myself how excited I was. I was like, Oh, thank you for scheduling Alicia. Anissa, mm-hmm. has anybody ever told you that you have a customer service voice? <laughs> I do. It's because my- that was customer service to a T. <laughs> customer service. My husband hates it. He was it. a telemarketer. Um, I was. Yeah. 
sometimes you got to do what you got to do. Okay, Alicia, could you please introduce yourself? Thank you. Well, hi, I'm very excited to be here. My name is Alicia Liel, and I um, have worked with Dr. Farley for about the past six years. I got introduced to the field when I was a special education teacher and um, fell in love with the idea of data and being able to have data to back (laughs) my claims. Um, And I really wanted to get into the field because as a special education teacher, I felt like I was missing a component. um, And that was being able to work with families inside of their most precious um, areas of their life, which is usually in home and being able to provide services um, in home to families. So, Well, welcome. That was so heartfelt. (laughs) It's so funny because mine, my, my like intro is that there was something missing in what I was doing in youth development too. Was it, oh was it data goodness. that was missing? In your- it was not data, but it, it <laughs> was, was <laughs> well, I guess in the, in the end it was data because there, wow. I do feel like we can't help families or help our volunteers or help anyone that's working with children if we don't understand why the behavior is occurring and that they're just, we had a lot of families that would come um, to our programs and the kids would already be labeled as bad. But there was no reasoning, no data-driven reason that they would be labeled bad. And then there was no help for those volunteers and those programs of how to deal with behaviors. Um, like even in school, there's that there's that training. But we, we dealt with so many volunteers that are just put in this volunteer role and have no idea what to do. It's just, you know, show up and hope for the best that everyone... <laughs> everyone comes out alive in the end <laughs> is that your life motto just throw everyone in a room and hope for the best uh-huh. <laughs> kind of, kind of. <laughs> I, I feel like that should be our next question our next game um if every k now yes. individual was put into a room who would survive Oh, that would be good. And then come up with like everyone's like special skill. Like we need to figure out yes. what that is so that if we are on this desert island, like who's going to like, who do we need to keep and who do we need to, you know, serve up? I feel a like team building could. game in our future. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all know how much I love a good team building I, game. I love team building. So I think with that, <laughs> let's build on our strengths. See who is. I mean, we um, are all going to be in a uh, oh my god together I, at the end of this month, and then we're all going to be in a one room suite. Not all uh, of us. Not all of us. Not all of us. So no, I did this till Brit. So we're all going to be in Nashville. The whole K. Well, the K now team minus I think there's three of us. Three, three that are not right. But um, that's a that's a lot of people. In a, and it's a, it's actually two apartments. So there's four bathrooms, six bedrooms, two living spaces, I think is how it works out. I have not canceled. <laughs> I have not canceled the hotel reservation though, because I feel like <laughs> y'all, like we just talked about this. I think that me being there is, I think it will be, you all have more fun without me there. I think it will just be much better. And I, I just do. That's so. I'm just well, I mean, you're that. isolating yourself already. You do that to yourself. 
<laughs> and I'm okay with it. I'm 57 years old. Isolation is not that bad. <laughs> I don't know if I need to grow as a team with everyone. <laughs> Just kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, Maybe if we talk about our week, you'll understand why I feel that way right now. I mean, after driving so far with children in the car, I understand. I I want some isolation too. Yeah. That week is not going to be the option for that isolation. So you'll have to plan accordingly. No, no, thank you. (laughs) Very like highly opinionated people all in the same room. Mm-hmm. all that mm-hmm. uh think they are all correct <laughs> well, we have, we, I mean first of all we have a team full of strong powerful women that are very yes. smart and well educated and opinionated and I, that is a strength and also <laughs> when you put scary in one of a room it's either gonna be a beautiful experience or is going to be a train wreck of <laughs> the end of K now. Yeah. Of proportions that can never be talked about again. Like all of a sudden it will just, will just dissipate and K now will be no more. Um, well, we're going to try to do a podcast while we're in Nashville with everyone. <laughs> so we'll yeah. see um, how that goes. We'll have to like separate into different rooms and, and yeah. So we're not all screaming over each other, which probably won't work anyway. Yeah. So the last um, few days, I like I said, I drove uh, 16, 17 hours was a total trip from Idaho, where I had previously spent four days with my four grandchildren, my daughter, her husband, my husband, the two dogs. And then um, it was... I got home last night and I told my husband, I'm like, I don't care what happens. Like I honestly, I need to go lock myself in a room with no one saying my name. Like absolutely (laughs) no one. I love them all dearly, but Mm -hmm. no one, no one needs to say my name. The children were in rare form too. Like, I don't know what happened. I had to scream at the top of my lungs a few times because they just were not even paying attention to me until I screamed, which is not any type of behavioral support at all (laughs) happening in those moments. Let me just tell you. Listen, we're like the painters who don't paint our house. Yes. It's okay. My, my child fell and busted his lip yesterday afternoon and he uses, I shouldn't say afternoon before dinner. And it was, it was it was a show um he uses a pacifier to sleep uh so his lip is super swollen and he couldn't use his pacifier so we laid in bed for I don't know a solid two hours of just screaming and crying and I finally was like just you can have your pacifier (laughs) so again we are like the painters who don't paint our house Mm -hmm. because I was not it was not going, it wasn't going well. <laughs> no, I used to, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, we be. had, so my, the third grandchild, Hattie, she has this blood curdling scream. Oh my God. That you think like a limb is off that. I was there pretty is- sure someone drowned. There was a drowning. 
there was something she <laughs> fell on the sidewalk and scraped up her leg and it did i mean it hurt like her whole from her ankle to her th- i have no idea what they were doing because there was no supervision <laughs> whatsoever at all i could hear them i could hear right. them. yeah so the blood curling scream so i'm like well you have to shower like i d- the pool for four days is just not a shower uh, I couldn't get her in the water. It was like wrestling a wet seal. I'm like, you've just got to get, and she's like, I can't my leg. So I'm like, well, if it's that hurt, we're just going to have to cut it off, which then sent Huey into a bawling hysterical fit that I was going to cut off Hattie's leg. <laughs> so that would be at least last- one of my children has empathy. Has empathy. I know he was just, <laughs> It was, he went and told. Cash would have been like, okay, so do it. Get it <laughs> over with. Maybe make her be quiet. <laughs> so he left the room screaming because I was going to cut off the leg. So he went to Britt and Britt's like, what happened? And he's like, Hattie's hurt. Grandma's going to cut off her leg. And Britt's like, well, yeah, that's what happens when you're hurt. And then he screamed more. I'm like, Britt. Tell him I'm not cutting off anyone's leg. Like, no. And then Dustin came out of the room and is like, what is happening? And I'm like, Hattie hurt her leg. And so then he goes, oh, I guess we have to cut it off. Which then <laughs> was like, it was like a domino effect of all of our answers to this pain is to cut it off, which was, <laughs> which Hugh was not a fan of. Hugh was not a fan, which that was. That was whatever. Mm-hmm. And then July is supposed to be healthy, clean eating. And the oh. first day we're in Idaho, Britt orders duck donuts, which I know we've talked about over and over again about these donuts. But she orders they were what, worth two, it. Two dozen or one dozen? Uh-uh, like, one and a half. Oh, sorry. One and a half dozen. So then she's like acting all cagey the next day. And then all of a sudden the door ring, bell rings. I'm like, everyone we know is here. Like who else could be here? And it is what, now how many crumble cookies was it? Um, it was the 12 pack, two of each. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Y'all, so- we put a dent in that. I cleaned up last night and there was one full cookie left and like crumbs of the rest of the cookies. Well, have uh, Crumble cookies, they have a, is it, what is it? The cornbread cookie? Uh-huh. Mm, everyone should try that. So, yeah. I just sounds- tried crumble cookie for the first time, like, this <gasps> okay. past weekend. Did you so have the I- one? No, yeah. they didn't or- have it here. Oh. They usually have the same, but if it was last weekend, they might not have started till Monday. The cornbread, I'm not even kidding you, the cornbread. Now I have to start following crumble cookies. But in- here you have to no, order them, like, no. days. So I am a crumble cookie <laughs> points earner. So I got the 12 cookies for like half the price because I had so many crumble points. <laughs> Which I don't know what that says about me, but. I feel like yeah. nothing, like the week in between the last week of June and after July 4th doesn't really count. No. Like it, it's not there. So you're fine. You can start. You're healthy eating today. You'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, today hasn't been bad. But Britt and I, I, when I was leaving Walmart, I was like, you know, last year I felt like I was, I looked like I had Facebook memory and I was like all tan. And um, we sat at the pool, which it was the inflatable pool, but a pool nonetheless. I had the grandkids and I'm like, 
what happened in a year that now I'm like eating crumble cookies for breakfast? <laughs> and I'm not rethinking my life decisions or my work decisions. We also had like one employee. It was me, you, Kelly, and Mariah, I think, and Heather. There were there were five of us. Now there are 17. Oh my god. There's a lot. A lot happened in a year. Yeah, it's it's exciting, but uh, I do. (laughs) Yeah, I do give. I can't. I don't know what it is about Alicia that makes me just want to give her a hard time all the time. Either I just have no idea, but I like can't stop myself. But I'm going to try really hard Mm -hmm. to be more professional. I feel like we should have Patty on. Um, well, so I had to like speed do some homework this morning because I honestly hadn't listened to any of the podcast. And so I was listening to some of the episodes this morning. And so then Patty was like, how have you not listened to any of them? And I'm like, I don't know. How many have you listened to? She's like, listened to all of them. So I you mean, were like, she's the true fan. Apparently, none of our employees listen to the podcast, but all of the spouses listen to the podcast. Because our poor employees get the live version all the time. Like, they want to listen to this on their free time. Like, there is no reason. (laughs) Alicia's like, have you ever been on a meeting with them? They're ridiculous. Or maybe you didn't want to know what you really had hired on for. (laughs) I I know. I knew I worked. I was going to say Farley before. I, I know, I knew. but maybe you <laughs> thought I was normal. This isn't even the craziest that Alicia has had. When we worked together before, I convinced her to move up to Washington, and then I had a baby and went on maternity leave. So I couldn't even like help her get Washington in order because I just so had when my we baby went to Washington. When we went to Washington, it was Alicia was up there, or was she not up there yet? She wasn't up there yet. It was Brittany. So, Alicia, yeah. why did you decide to come back and work for Brit? <laughs> That's what I really want to know. Do you want my sentimental answer or a reality answer? Uh, let's hear. Let's hear reality. I like reality much better. <laughs> for as like feel good as you are. That's an interesting. I'll give you both. Okay. Um, well, then why so rea- reality. I don't know why you even asked. You're going to do what you wanted to anyway, so it didn't matter what I said. Well, if you knew that and you know that about me, then you shouldn't have even answered. I was trying. I just said I was going to try to be all nice and. Okay, go ahead. Um. So reality. A major thing is telehealth. It's been so phenomenal to like be able to be at home and see my child all day. I mean, obviously, I don't see him all day, but um, I'm not away from the house all day long, Um, which also throws in its own challenges. But (laughs) it's been really nice. We spent a lot of money to make that child, so I want to spend as much time with him as I can. 
No. Oh, the complexes he's going to have. I can't wait to talk to him in 20 I, oh, years. Yeah. Listen, we already started a, a, a therapy bill. It's fine. Exactly. It's, it's there for him. He can use it for college or for therapy, one or the other, but those are his options. You can't, you can't have both. If you go to therapy, no. you can't go to college. If you go to college, no. there's no therapy. <laughs> Figure it out like the rest of us did in college. You'll be fine. Yes. <laughs> Uh, My sentimental answer, um, Dr. Farley has a very semi-annoyingly way of making you (laughs) reach outside of your comfort zone, and she just has the perfect, like, nudge to get you to do things uh, to make yourself (laughs) better in your professional and How does a a sentimental answer have annoying in it? (laughs) Yeah. Like... Because it's annoying to go outside of your comfort zone. Do you okay. like to go outside okay. of your comfort zone? No. I started a business on my... Just, yeah, and it was yes. annoying, huh? It was very annoying. <laughs> so annoying. Uh, no, I, I think do. that I think that, that is... Both answers were really good. However, Britt and I just had this conversation about telehealth and... Um, the perks and the perils of telehealth as I have had my grandchildren way more than I will ever have them again, um, is what Mm -hmm. my determination is. But we were talking about all of our employees have this different way of dealing with it. Because I think that when they first start, when you're first hired on, or when you first start telehealth, you think this is going to be great. I'm going to be able to be home. I'm going to be able to be with my kids. I'm going to be able to work. It's all going to be this, you know, beautiful fairy tale and it is hard. And I don't think that everyone (laughs) realizes how hard it is, even if you have the help or that like, and we have all different ways that people are dealing with it, which we should have a whole episode on. Like, what are some of the ways, like real life ways you deal with? I just made a note of, I just made a note for a a blog called Perks and Perils of Telehealth. Yeah, because Alicia, you have an office, right? Do you go to your office? Office, so so do I. Like I go to my office to work. Britt, it's a. I move around the house. I'm like, it just depends on where I want to be. I need my ADHD kicks in, and I have to like move from different places. Kelly sends her kids to daycare. Uh on a very scheduled schedule. Cause that just works better for Kelly. Um, some of our employees keep their kids at home. Some have spouses who stay home and that can be with their kids. Some don't have kids and are still balancing husbands and wives and dogs and cats. And <laughs> I don't know, gerbils, whatever else, like all these things, maintenance people, all of this, that it's like, it's hard. It's hard. Yes. And I, yeah. yeah. I think, well, and there's um, a study that just came out too that was looking at during COVID because most people mm-hmm. were working from home during COVID and the mental effect that it had because mm-hmm. you don't have that separation anymore. So yeah. you are always at work because you're mm-hmm. always at home. So then there was no separation for these individuals that were used to working in an office and then maybe having like a commute to go home and have that separation versus 
now they're at home and it's all of those things are stacked into your personal life in your personal home. So I think that that's like a big component too. Yeah. And it's, and I think that we're all attached, like you all have different work phones. I think Alicia might have one maybe. is She does. It's Uh sitting in my office. I have one. It hasn't been been You have one. But like that, I, I can't have two phones. No, she can't have one phone. (laughs) See, one phone is, one phone is charger. Did you get your charger? Random question, but are you, your laptop charger? Do you have your laptop charger? I do. I had the, the brick is in my car, was in my car. But there's a cord sitting here. Oh, maybe not. I don't know. (laughs) Sorry. Random. (laughs) I don't know. But like I can't I, so I have everything on one phone. So then it's really hard not to. And I know I can turn off the alerts. But um so I see them all the time. Like when, yesterday I was at, it would the best thing yesterday was I was completely out of the office because there was no signal. We drove through mm-hmm. Wyoming in a way that there was absolutely no signal. But the anxiety I felt when I got to Casper and saw that there were emails that were like that I felt like Brit may have read and made decisions without my like input. It's even talking about now is making my heart constrict. So I need to be attached at all times. So I enjoy, I never thought I would like enjoy having the two separate ones, but I enjoy having it because I can leave my, uh, work phone just anywhere or I can shut it off and everyone calls Anissa over me. So it I had to create a me. group text between Brit, Brit and me because I can't tell, I don't know which number is which on the phone. So there's a group text <laughs> between Brit and the same, I had to do the same with Kelly's phone. So Alicia, there will probably be a group text with your personal phone and your work phone. <laughs> You're already in my phone as personal. And I don't know how to like change that so that it go. I don't understand that. So then I just make a group text with. To be phone. fair, okay. I think Dr. Farley's work and personal get switched <laughs> somehow. Oh, I even one day... I was on my uh, my personal laptop and she called me from her work phone, but it came up as Dustin's name. And I was like, uh, <laughs> that's, that's weird. <laughs> yeah. So my, my work phone is actually under Dustin's name on our stuff. Is it? Uh-huh. Yeah. Because oh, I've had, he why. created the, it's like Dustin uh-huh. Farley's iPhone. Yeah. So, so it's all saved under there. Dustin's name in my phone is Ted Bundy. So it is not, it still is. <laughs> From when they started, when they started dating, she gave me his number when she went to Florida the first time. And I put it in as Ted Bundy because I was a hundred percent sure that she was going to be murdered. And I still have in my little, like in a, I have a little like, pencil holder or something and there's the note she left me when she left and it says like five five 105 pounds blonde hair blue eyes <laughs> a tat one tattoo or something like that that she left me <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard th- heard how you and Dustin met 
and or your first meeting in person, I guess. Yeah. That's a story for it. another time. Another time. <laughs> okay. Well, I'll, I, I'll get the story. I have to decide what the story is going to be, Alicia, mm. and then you can decide if it's true or not. Oh, okay, fair God. enough. Fair enough. <laughs> well, I can't okay. be there when you tell it because then my face will give it away because I have a really good – I have a really oh, good you, straight face. You and Patty. You and Patty are the same way. My eyes will Any, get really big. Anytime I tell someone how we met, she's like, I got to walk away. No, I, I, can't, yeah. I can't listen to it. I can't. <laughs> my neutral face the very first the very first telehealth (laughs) session I was on we get done and I was like that I I I feel okay about this and we get off and Britt's like you've got to work on your neutral face (laughs) (laughs) not good not good at all I feel like we all probably think we have a good neutral face and then in reality. I'm a gasper too. I do. (gasps) Which does not. (laughs) One time I had my microphone on and I didn't realize I had it on and I'm like, (gasps) and then I'm like, I told the BT, I'm like, now that's not how we should respond. (laughs) That's a (laughs) non-example. That's a (laughs) non-example. Because that, because once the client heard me do that. Then he was like, continued to flip him over. And I'm like, see what happens when we have that kind of reaction. He loves it. Oh man. Oh, yep. Perfect. Okay. So now it's time that we go to class and learn something. So this one will be good because um, today, Britt and Alicia are going to teach me about inner observer agreement or IOA. So take it away. Let's hear it. Are you so excited? I am. I am. I'm, I'm actually, I'm taking an ABA break because I have to finish one book and then I will start studying for my test. But I, I've tried six books and I haven't found one I can finish all the way through. But when I do, then I will start studying. That's my plan. So, I mean, this mm-hmm. is all file away for when I start studying. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Then you're going to listen to all of them? No, I'm not. I'm not going to listen to myself. It's bad enough when my husband made me listen to me for a few minutes in the car and I was like, turn it off. I know. <laughs> I know. Well, inner observer agreement. Okay. So last night, <laughs> Alicia's like, what are we talking about on the podcast? And I'm like, oh, crap. I don't know. I usually just kind of open the Cooper and whatever I land on, that's what we talk about that day. And of course, I land on IOA. Now, whenever I usually teach IOA, I have like a million drawings on my screen and things to reference. And so when I was trying to really think through how to teach IOA without having visuals, I'm pretty sure I'll be scored like a one. So I'm ready for a bad score. Don't worry. I've already mentally prepared myself uh, because I think IOA is very visual. Like you have to see it. And you have to see the recording of it to truly understand IOA. So maybe I'll do a follow-on video with with IOA. But IOA, 
In the definition, so it refers to the degree to which two or more independent observers report the same observed values after measuring the same events. So it's the amount of time that two or more people agree on what was seen. Um, we use IOA because we want to make sure that we are having integrity within our data collection because as we know with BCPAs and ABA that if we don't have accurate data, accurate and reliable data, then we're not going to have the best decisions made. So IOA should be obtained for a minimum of 20% of the sessions and preferably between 25% and 33% of the sessions. So this is the number of sessions there are you use IOA or you collect IOA during 20% of them. I usually, in my research studies, I do 33%, and I do 33% of the baseline sessions, 33% of intervention, 33% of maintenance, and 33% of generalization. So I collect it throughout all of the phases of any research that I am doing. Um, and then when we're looking at those acceptable levels of IOA, we're looking at 90% or greater or 80% or greater for a new variable. So 90% or greater for an established measure and at least 80% for a new variable. So the smaller the change in behavior across conditions, the higher the criterion should be for acceptable IOA percentage. Um, a lot of studies that I see uh, in studies that I conduct, we look at focusing on that 90% of the IOA data just because it's a stronger measure in that sense. Some benefits of using IOA before I jump into explaining a few different IOAs are going to be that it determines the competence of new observers, um, detects observer drift over the course of a study, increases confidence that the target behavior was clearly defined and confirms the change in data is due to the change in behavior and not in the data collection. Anything to add to the benefits, Alicia? Um, no, I think the benefits help me understand IOA. So looking at like when I have a new tech, um, IOA is super important because it helps me determine if they understand and or if my operational definition makes sense because sometimes I go back and I'm like oh yeah that that absolutely does not make sense so let me re um rewrite it or give a different explanation um and the drift is really important to thinking about whenever you have BTs or RBTs who have been with a client for sometimes a longer amount of time um, or they have longer sessions per day, uh, it's easy for them to kind of slip into that drift um, of not taking accurate or yeah. data. And I think when we're collecting IOA, so this is something that, so we record sessions in order to go back and review them. And part of that QA that we do is the IOA. But I think it's important to call in other BCBAs or BCABAs or supervisors in to collect that IOA, not just having the main supervisor and the 
BT collecting IOA because then you truly can understand like, did I write this definition clearly and concisely? Or is it the discrepancy in something that I have done with programming? Or does the BT really not understand or the RBT not understand what we're supposed to be implementing? Because when you get that other professional in there, that other BCBA, it's it's a good uh, support to help you make those database decisions. Uh, I like the part about that, making sure that our operational definitions are correct, because I think that I, when I've done it before, I worked with one client and a BT, they had worked together for a very long time in our term, it's probably less than a year, but very long time for the companies that we work with. But we weren't even collecting data on the same, like she wasn't even, we were not even on the same page as to what she thought she was supposed to be collecting the data or what the, when she was doing the trials, what they, what the trial actually was. And I was, it was interesting because I would be like, well, here's what I got. And she was like, that's not, we're not even in the same spot. And we had, a, I would say I'm way more casual in my data collection in general. That That is probably something I'm working on continuously. <laughs> oh my goodness. So I don't even I'm, think that's an actual thing. <laughs> yeah. I, <laughs> I don't think you can be a casual data collector. I like, am. I think like, you just made that up. I did not. I I feel like I. <laughs> so your data is not accurate, is what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> <It's not> casual. <laughs> oh my god. This is where I I I can see where the course of ABA where I veer uh, just a smidge. So, <laughs> so instead of saying you're a casual data collector, you could say that your data is reliable but not necessarily accurate. Yes, like I collect the data, but again, and then I also can be persuaded <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> oh my God. Because, so no, I think that's a good, that's, I like that like, casual People data will be like, well, here's here. what I did. Here was the goal I was working on. This is what we did. This is why. And I'm like, oh, okay. Well, I, no, sure. Like, that's a plus. <laughs> Sounds good. Those data would be reliable because you get the same, but not accurate. No, my data is, like I said, I, that's why I usually have a supervisor on with me while I'm still working. Like I can be accurate. That is not my preferred way to collect data though. Okay. So let me tell you, I need to have a talk with your supervisor because If I were your supervisor, there'd be so many times that I'd just be like, you need to be on this and I'm not going to say a single word. You're just going to figure it out yourself. You're done with your classes. You've done the work. Oh, she does it now. This was in the beginning. This was when I first started. I now know, like that was the the first like three months, probably I wouldn't say that I, that was the most reliable data. There was probably no, that was good. God bless her. Now, yes, I know. I can I can do all that. I know what I'm supposed to do and how I'm supposed to do it. I just don't know if I prefer it. <laughs> oh, I don't even know what to tell you on that one. I, 
I'm just thinking about the data that's in some of my programming right now, then <laughs> this is to be true. I don't uh, have, I'm just a figurehead and nothing of real importance is ever done based on what I've said alone. I always, if it's something that matters, I'll get some. I'm okay, sure. So I have a pop fun. quiz for you. Reliable data is not always accurate, but accurate data is always reliable. True or false? True. Because you just said that to me. You just said it. Not more. Well, than I was just making ago. sure that you were listening. I because you did data. say that you're not always reliable in your data, but technically you would be reliable, but not accurate. Yeah. yeah I so I think that's the hard. So you can consistently collect data badly. Oh yeah, I be reliable. I, 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 but it's not accurate. <laughs> I I do understand that. I'm well aware I can do that. I so I think that was the hardest part. So I every time I watch BTS or anyone that is in sessions, now I can hear the drilling. <laughs> can you? He knows I'm recording a podcast. He knows. Here, so, hey, he's just helping the listeners out. So their homework now is to take data on how what the frequency is of the drill. <gasps> oh, and then we can look at IOA. is not your supervisor. Um, I know. So, okay. <laughs> but listen, here's the deal about when I first started. I would be watching those sessions and I I'm telehealth and I would be like, I have no idea how they're like can collect all, all of that and like, remember what they're doing and do all the other things. And that like, I am every time I watch a session and someone doing a session, well, first of all, I'm, I'm so impressed, but it is hard. Like even as just watching sessions happen, like having the data collected reliably, reliable, getting reliable and accurate data in general, like very, very hard. It is not easy. Mm -hmm. Not easy. Anyway, I really do. Fluency training. Fluency training. <laughs> I don't, I'm not, oh God. I'm, if anyone has any good books for me to read before I get to get all the way through, before I start studying, it would be great. You can I have some really good ones. Organisms. <laughs> you should send them. I really do Walden. know. Walden, read Walden too. I did. I did. I didn't read it. I listened to it on the way to Idaho. Yeah, I like my favorite too. that I just reread over and over again. Mm -hmm. um, okay, so let's talk about really quickly the different <laughs> types of IOA. So, so you got a good graph on IOA, but this is where like this, this is, is where, where the trains leave yeah. the station. <laughs> when I tested, do we decide I my train already left the station? <laughs> it's derailed. Oh, when I tested, I this is what I wrote on my whiteboard was the IOA formulas. I like did as too. As soon as I got in there, really? I wrote the IOA formulas down. And yeah, yep, because me too. Hard to remember. So when we look at IOA, so we have total count IOA, mean count per interval IOA, exact count per interval IOA, and trial by trial IOA. This is going to be the simplest form to discuss IOA. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I 
So total count IOA is the simplest and least exact method of IOA. IOA equals the smaller count divided by the larger count times 100. Uh, so when we're using total count IOA, there must be caution taken because there's no guarantee that the observers are recording the same instances of the behavior. So it total count is the simplest, but it's the least exact. Mean count per interval IOA is a chance to have a more accurate representation of IOA by one dividing up the total observation period into a series of smaller counting times, <laughs> having observers record the number of occurrences of behavior within each interval, calculating the agreement between the observer counts with each interval, using agreements per interval as the basis for calculating the IOA for the total observer period. And the formula is IOA equals interval one IOA plus interval two IOA and so on divided by the number of intervals you have times 100. Simple, right? Totally makes sense. Did you get that? Can you remember? Casual, <laughs> casual observer, data collector, casual. Uh, the next one is exact count per interval IOA. So this is the most exact way, hint, yep. exact this count. This not be my way of doing it then, right? That's what you're saying. <laughs> Uh, this is the percentage of intervals in which the observers record the same count. So IOA is the number of intervals that are at 100% IOA, so they agree on everything, divided by the number of intervals times 100. That one, I so to me, that one, the exact count is a little more, I don't, I like using exact count IOA. So... That's probably what I've done in the past because I'll be like, when one of them, I was like, we'll run 10 trials, run the 10 trials when we're done. Then we, I was like, so what did you have? What did I have? That's what I would do. Okay. Mm. So just to see if we were even on the same thing, if we were running and it was like, they were super easy trials that I could tell like they had ran the trials. So is that exact count, right? Say that again. If it I would, I would argue that that would be trial by trial IOA. Is it? Okay. Yeah. Because you're doing so trial 10 by trial, trials, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Is the number of trials uh, items agreement. So number of t the agreement mm -hmm. divided by the number of trials times 100. So the, the difference too is the interval. So exact count interval versus trial by trial. That would be trial by trial. If you did 10 trials and then compared what you got compared to, to the B team. Yeah. Yes. The others in trial by trial too can be used a lot with skill acquisition also. Mm -hmm. So you have your behavior and your skill acquisition. The interval is timed. Yeah. Because we know interval recording is a timed order um, recording. And then with the interval two, you can do marked versus unmarked interval or scored and unscored. So when you're looking at interval for scored IOA, you're going to determine the number of intervals that have a yes and then divide that number by those that were agreed 
by the total number of intervals. And then unscored interval IOA is going to be, you do the same for the scored interval of IOA, except you take the number of intervals that have a no. So there's two different types of interval IOA also. Do and you this feel, is why we say make the notes. Do you feel like we as a whole, and I am including myself in, in the ABA whole, even though whatever, like everything is like 10 steps harder than I feel like sometimes that it has to be. No? I mean, yeah, I guess. So in layman's term for ILA, I would just probably use the number of times that people agree divided by the total number of opportunities, which yeah. is more trial by trial than interval. So do you, which is typically what you would see in yeah. your everyday, like clinic based. Right. Yeah. But if you're looking at, it also depends on if you're looking at a behavior you're trying to increase a skill acquisition mm-hmm. or a behavior you're trying to decrease. Right. Right. Because if you're trying to decrease the behavior, then certain IOA is not going to give you a true representation of what of how many times that behavior is occurring during that session. Yeah. And some of them are overestimate and some underestimate. So you also have to take that into account. So I don't know if it's that we, we uh, as a whole make things more difficult. I think as a whole, we try and rename everything. That's probably We try and put a new name on everything. We're like, yeah. oh, they're requesting. No, 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 no. They're manding. Mm-hmm. Like, it's the same thing. <laughs> yeah. That is um, probably mom's favorite thing because we go through the list all the time. So even like BST, so behavior skills ch- teach training is what is that tr- is the training that you use? Well, it's it's remember. like train the trainer model. In oh, yeah. Train the tra- yeah. yeah. Like we're just training them and we use that same model. We just don't call it BST. We always we do the teach back. We do all of that. Like it's something that's always been done, and it's yeah. interesting too. I do love like when we were at conferences and somebody will have this presentation or like the keynote will talk about something that is like new, and everyone in the audience is like, "Oh my mind's blown!" And I'm like education has been doing that for years or volunteer development is huge psychology, but like it is so, and I think it's great that we're, that as a whole, and we're, we're now embracing these things and seeing that there is a way that we can marriage the two or blend the two or whatever. But it is, it is interesting to see that we have kind of renamed everything, but no, this was super helpful. I like it when my inadequacies as um, an ABA person are pointed out so vibrantly. You did that yourself. You, you changed yourself. You, the you casual data out. collector. <laughs> I did. I did. Uh, I am and okay. I, I'm not as casual as I'm just being. It's not real. I don't want. I will say, supervisor's gonna be. She's gonna be like everyone's gonna be like, who's her supervisor? We need to know. She's in no way. She should be. I will say my favorite day was the day that um, mom was able to say, well, I can't decide that because there's no data. Like, that was my turning point of, oh, I'm so proud. 
Oh, because that's she like hearing your child say mom for the first time or yes. something, right? Like same. You're like, oh, oh, I'm it so proud a, of you. It was a dark day. It was a dark day. <laughs> and everyone that I've worked with in the past thinks that's hysterical because I am the least well, I'm yeah. casual. I'm like, I love to talk about feelings and things like that. And the fact that I was like, I have to see the data before I can do anything. Like, well, I'm not, here's not your, as like, a mom. You're like mom. feelings and, 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 uh, feely <laughs> words that you like for IOA, like believability and trustworthy. Right. So if you yeah. have good, if you have, yeah, that's good. Great IOA, then you are trustworthy. Yeah, as as somebody who is creating a treatment plan because then I, everybody understands what they're taking data I on. like that there. And Brittany, I was too warm and fuzzy as a mother. Good mm-hmm. Lord. Has anyone seen Grey's Anatomy and Ellis Gray? I'm just wondering. Brit! <laughs> throw that out there. Maybe a small, like, we. oh my God, that's the other thing. I, I think just maybe through. we need to take a tally because I'm my mom is my best friend. I I want to be her when I grow up. Like, I hope that I am the mother that my mom is. But she was not, like, the biggest nurturer in in her family. Exactly. <laughs> so maybe exactly. that's, like, maybe there's, maybe there's similarities between us because we didn't have very nurturing well, in my mother. way so but the nurture so I I I feel like I was nurturing in a way that maybe wasn't like I'm gonna need you to operationally define nurturing for you eventually like for me nurturing is making sure you're the best that you can be like that is nurturing to me like I want you to be successful I want you to do this so I'm going to give you all of the things that are yeah Our IOA would not match on that because our operational (laughs) definitions are not the same. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) That's that's a whole other. We're going to, Alicia, we're going to have you back on another episode. That's Brittany's therapy session. That that one. (laughs) I do start, I do start therapy soon. So that will be great. She loves me, loves me, loves me, loves me, loves. She loves me like nobody else. All right, so now mom is going to provide a score of one to five. One, I'll find a different teacher. Two, you didn't yell at me. Three, it could go either way. Four, good thing I taught you well. And five, I love learning from my daughter. So I think I'm going to say it could go either way because (laughs) I just, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. It was the nurturing comment, wasn't it? Mm -hmm. And I mean, Mm -hmm. it. I'm, yeah. You're kind of mean to me all the time, kind of. So that's where my story. I was just going to go with the fact that IOA was a tough topic and we didn't have visuals. (laughs) I know. I need to do a visual follow-up. Oh, that's it. Thanks, Alicia. I'm going to have Shannon make me a thingy. Yeah. An infographic thingy. Uh, And then I'll share it with all of our listeners. Yep. Yep. All Sounds of our good. 10 listeners. All the spouses are going to be on point for IOA. <laughs> and then they're going to be like, hey, if Anissa's sharing any data with you, don't trust it. It's not- <laughs> don't, don't, 
Get your own data. Don't, don't use hers. Don't oh, use hers. Oh my God. She's a okay. casual, casual data collector. Don't do it. All right. That wraps it up for another episode of Teaching My Mother ABA. Head over to our Facebook and Instagram at knowledge.now.solutions and check out all the things that we have going on. Don't forget to come visit us as at Weba, which I think this will air before Weba, hopefully. The whole KNOW team will be there. Thank you, Alicia, for joining us. And thank you to KNOW Behavioral Solutions for sponsoring Teaching My Mother ABA and Pretty Easy Podcasting for making us sound so good. Money well spent, K-Now. Thank you. Thank you. I'm learning so much. <laughs> and remember, it's all fun and games until you have to teach your mother ABA. Bye.